you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Um, I feel comfortable saying that I'm not as introverted as everyone thinks I am, and um, I love to talk, and unfortunately, I'll talk too much sometimes. <laughs> don't stop me. Hey, everybody, it's Daniel Jeremiah from Move the Sticks. And I'm Bucky Brooks, and this is Justin Herbert's 360. Herbert Lofty, Mitchell, adjust! He's got it! Touchdown! Well, Buck, this is a, a fun episode. I love the 360 series. It is back. It's something we've done for years now where we look at some of the top quarterbacks and top players in each draft class and really do a deep dive and get a chance to talk to a bunch of folks that know them well. And we have got some very fascinating conversations up today. Yeah, great conversations uh, with Justin Herbert's high school football coach, Lynn Johnson. We also talked to his high school basketball coach, Daniel Clark, Oregon strength and conditioning coach, Aaron Feld. Oregon teammate, Brandy Aiello. And then finally, we will hear from the man himself, Justin Herbert, and a little conversation that we had. Yeah, this conversation we had with uh, with his teammate, also his roommate, uh, an offensive lineman, Brady Aiello. Is Justin Herbert neat or is he sloppy? I think you probably have an idea of, of what the answer is there, but stick around and you can learn a little bit more about Justin Herbert off the field as well as on the field. But, Buck, before we get to those interviews, uh, just your take on, on Herbert. I mean, this is somebody that is, is widely believed to end up being a top 10 pick this year. Uh, I think most would agree on that. Um, I have him overall in the early uh, 20s, uh, late teens, early 20s on my list. But uh, just your impressions of Herbert as a player. You know, I really like him as a player. Um, I think he checks off a lot of boxes. A very, very mature uh, player. A guy that is a four-year starter. Uh, a guy that is really... Uh, helped Oregon come back from the doldrums. This is a program that had kind of fallen to the bottom. He lifts them back up. They finish 
his final season as Pac-12 champions and Rose Bowl champions. And I think he steadily improved along the way. You talked about a guy who is 6'6", 237 pounds, who's athletic, maybe understated as an athlete, can get on the perimeter and make plays with his legs, but also has the composure and poise to deliver from the pocket. You would like to see more big game production. You would like to see him take it over uh, a little more. But I think for the right team, a team that is looking for a guy that can kind of just drive the car and get the car to the winner's circle, I think he can give them that and then some. Yeah, you talk about elite size, outstanding athleticism, big-time arm strength. He makes some wow throws. Um, he can move around on design quarterback run game, which we saw more of at the end of the year than, than we did earlier on in the season. Um, the big knock has been he can be a little bit robotic at times. Um, just want to see him be a little bit more creative, make some more plays off schedule. Uh, on schedule, he's been very good, very efficient. Um, mechanically, there were some things I thought he could clean up. His front shoulder flies open, which can uh, impact his accuracy. That's something that, that can be corrected. Um, but you're talking about somebody, when you look at the boxes that you check, I can talk about the things that I'd like to see improvement on and, and wish that he was a little bit more of a playmaker. But when you start checking off size, athleticism, uh, intelligence, toughness, competitiveness, all those boxes he checks. And as we're going to find out through these conversations, I think he's somebody that's growing more comfortable in his own skin uh, as a leader. I think that's something you're going to continue to see him grow and evolve as he just gets older and uh, and kind of, I want to say, gains more confidence, but just maybe a little bit more comfort. As a small-town guy, grew up in Eugene, um, to, to get him exposed to more of the world, I think you'll see some of that that confidence and maybe that, that presence uh, hopefully take a step forward, Buck. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think it comes down to his comfort level. As he becomes more comfortable in a new environment, as he becomes comfortable with a, a different coaching staff and really understanding what's expected of him, I think he'll perform better. I think in the time that we've been around him, I get a sense that Justin Herbert is a bit of a perfectionist. And I think sometimes those perfectionist qualities and characteristics can hold him back from letting just kind of letting it rip, as you would say, at the position. And if he can ever get to that point where he's comfortable enough to just kind of let it play, to just go with it, I think we'll see the Justin Herbert reach uh, the potential that we all envision when we watch him play on tape. Yep, I couldn't say it better myself. Uh, Well, let's jump into these interviews, Buck. We had some great conversations uh, with people that know Justin Herbert very well. And let's start off with our first interview. This is our conversation with Lane Johnson, who was Justin Herbert's head coach of his high school football team. All right, Buck, excited to be joined by Coach Lane Johnson. And Coach, first question from me. When you think back to the first time that you you met Justin Herbert or you'd heard of Justin Herbert, what was your first impression? Well, it was a long time ago because uh, I I happened to coach with Justin's dad, Mark, years ago. Uh, you know, I was back in Hillsboro, um, probably would have been close to thirty years ago or so. So I, I've known the Herberts, but the first time I saw Justin in action, we were I was taking my son, who I think was in first grade and we were walking to our baseball game and there was a game going on and my son's the same class played with Justin but was not playing baseball with him at the time anyway we're watching this game and a kid lays down a bunt and the catcher comes out throws his mask off bare hands it pivots and throws the kid out at first base I mean an unbelievable play for a high school kid this is a first grader and I asked somebody who that was and they said (laughs) Justin Herbert so that was my first First athletic side of Justin. You know, Coach, in, in thinking about that, what kind of athlete was Justin? What sports did he participate in? How good was he in sports outside of football? Outstanding. I, I you know, and it's really, I, I'm prejudiced, I'm sure. I, Justin's a major league pitcher if he would have chosen that path. He was the winning pitcher in the state championship game as a junior, I believe. Uh, starter on the basketball team as a sophomore. I've golfed with him. I'm an incredible golfer. He's just an all-around great athlete, and uh, he he did it all. He, 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 a big school that Sheldon High School is a pretty big school, and Justin was by far the best football, best basketball, and best baseball player in our school when he was there. 
Coach, one of the things we love talking to people about quarterbacks is because all those great ones have that uh, special competitive gene that they just seem to possess. Was there a moment in his career, maybe it could be on the football field or any sport, where you realize, man, okay, this kid is ultra, ultra competitive? Well, he had a real bad injury when he was a junior. And Justin was very under-recruited because he didn't do any of the, the summer camp stuff. He just wanted to be a Sheldon athlete and a, in particular a Sheldon football player. So when he was a junior, he broke his femur, his upper leg, in our first league game. Whoa. And, yeah, it was a terrible injury. And that was in, that would have been September. And he played in a basketball game before Christmas break was over. Now, that tells you what kind of a competitor a kid is. He missed it so much. He missed all of football. The rest of our football season, we went to the semifinals and played in a basketball game. Because I watched him play, yeah, pretty impressive. Wow, that that is wow. a, that is impressive. That's an impressive display of toughness and all kinds of other stuff, leadership ability. What what kind of leader was he around your team? How does his teammates feel about Justin? Well, he very much improved. Justin, and again, I, I've known him for a long, long time, and actually coached our kids' basketball team that he was on as an eighth grader. And Justin was kind of a baby when he was younger. Even in you know his freshman and sophomore year in high school, I he wasn't a very good leader. I didn't think he was ultra tough. Um, he was not our quarterback as a sophomore in high school, which is kind of incredible. We had a senior, and we didn't think that Justin <laughs> at the time had done enough to to dispose our senior. So he was the JV quarterback as a junior, but he or I'm sorry, as a sophomore, he really improved as a leader. You know, and our kids love him. He's a extremely likable kid, even though he's very confident, very, you know, very competitive and, and all of that stuff. Kids love him. You know, and it, it was I, my son as a receiver loved playing with Justin because he put the ball in the money all the time. You know, but I, overall, I mean, <laughs> I, if you ask the kids at Sheldon High School around Justin's age, they love him. Yeah, a great kid. Coach, from an academic standpoint, I know the GPA is is what it is. I mean, it's it's off the charts, and, and people rave about his intelligence. How, how how did that intelligence translate over to the football field? Well, you know, when when you're that smart, you're that book smart, and then he's pretty street smart and very football smart. It all kind of comes together, and you know that we had we've we had a bunch of great teams at Sheldon, won you know four state championships and whatnot. And we always said it went hand in hand. The, the, the four state championship teams that we had were all good academic teams also. So, and Justin was just a leader that way. He actually got better in college. I, I don't think mm-hmm. he was a four-point student in high school. He was close. But, you know, it, that became more of a priority. And it, the family, you know, his dad's very smart. His older brother's going to be in med, in med school here pretty quick. So the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You know, Coach, because he's such a, a hometown hero, he, he goes from Sheldon to Oregon, were there many schools that were interested in him be, besides Oregon, or did he have in his mind that he wanted to stay and represent his hometown? No, they were not. He, he, like I said earlier, he was not a highly sought-after kid. He, I remember being down in Arizona uh, for a, uh, a spring baseball trip, and Northern Arizona uh, offered him a scholarship when he was a junior. That was his first scholarship offer. Montana State, that's where his brother played, Um the one that, that, that kind of got things going was he got the Nevada co- head coach and offensive coordinator flew out and watched his practice on a Thursday, offered him after practice, and then my wife and I were at dinner and Justin called and said, hey, coach, uh, I thought he was going to say I'm going to go to Nevada. He said I'm going to Oregon. They just called and offered <laughs> me a scholarship. So really cool deal because I'm sure you know the story. You know, his dad – or I'm sorry, his grandfather was a player at Oregon and they had, had season tickets and – you know, the whole nine yards. So it's it's kind of a Cinderella story. Great story, though. Coach, I, Bucky, Bucky and myself, both as former scouts, we remember during this time of year having to reach out and, and try and connect with some of the high school coaches um, on some of these pro prospects. Have any, have any teams reached out to you in the run-up to the draft here? Uh, I got some, uh, you know, stuff in the mail, just kind of generic questionnaire stuff. That's it. Mm-hmm. No, I've not had one phone call from a pro team. Can you make us one promise, Coach? Can you promise that, that you'll just send us a text? Because a couple of them are going to end up calling you. They're going to end up doing their homework and it'll help us figure out where the heck he's going to get picked. So just, <laughs> just shoot us a text and tell us, hey, you know, the Dolphins or the Chargers or whoever, they, they've been calling you. In a heartbeat. I'd be pleasure. It would be my pleasure. <laughs> uh, Coach, uh, 
I kind of want to go back to Justin in, in, in high school and stuff like that. You guys are obviously a, a, a really good program. You said it took him a while to grow into being the leader. How was he the last two years when he had the opportunity to really be at the helm of the team? How did he handle that responsibility? How did the team respond to his leadership? Well, you know, the, the his junior year was really tough because he got hurt and, you know, missed the season. We ended up having – we moved our best player, not not our best quarterback. We just moved a kid to quarterback and made – you know, the, the best that we could do and still we're, we're pretty good. And I think the, the just Justin missing the rest of that football season really helped him leadership wise. Um, he, you know, I, I can't put my thumb on it. I, I truly believe that him being a multi-sport athlete helped in the whole leadership thing. Cause like I said, he was a great basketball and baseball player. And, you know, we won the state championship in baseball when he was a junior that, that got a bunch of kids confident, but he certainly came back as a senior and it was a different. He had a little different air about him. He's a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, and hungrier because he didn't get to play the previous year. So, coach, if you're going to just kind of describe his personality, you know, because sometimes we see him, he's kind of quiet and reserved. We see him at other times come out of his shell a little bit. How how would you describe Justin's personality? Very very dry humor type of kid. You know, he's a kid that if you just interview him and you don't know him, you're not going to get a whole bunch out of him other mm. than. The truth, because he's a very truthful kid, but he is really funny. He, uh, again, dry sense of humor. He's fun to be around. You know, he doesn't he doesn't big time anybody. I, I went to a, 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 a Eugene M's baseball game this summer, just not with the Herberts. I and, but I saw Justin, and you know there was a mob of kids mm-hmm. around him. He just wanted to go watch one of his ex high school teammates was playing Kellen Strom and he just wanted to go watch and he couldn't even watch the game because he was just getting swarmed by all these kids, but he did not big time them, you know, and he doesn't big time anybody. He just, he's just a great kid. You know, salt of the earth. Coach, one of the things that scouts will, will tend to ask, particularly of quarterbacks, they're asked coaches, what kind of leader is he? Is he a, a verbal leader where he can stand up in front of the team and present? Is he a guy that just goes to work and does it by example? Which category would Justin fall into? Well, when he was in high school, it was very much a, a, a lead by example. He was not a loud guy. You know, he certainly had command of our offensive huddle, but we were no huddle team the majority of the time. So, you know, it wasn't like he was in the huddle having to bark at people. But, you know, he, he uh, yeah, he, certainly not a an outward you need to do this kind of thing he it was more of a i'll show you how we're going to do it and I, I think he's changed a little bit he seems to be just in watching him you know take command at oregon it looks like he's a little more vocal in the the leadership category but deep down he's a pretty quiet guy that likes to lead by example that but that's how he was raised you know he wasn't raised in a situation where you know he had to take charge of everything and tell people what to do his dad did that so coach last question from me Let, let's just go to a state championship game you got a state championship game tomorrow justin herbert is your quarterback it's fourth down game is on the line what play are you calling and, and why you know it kind of depends on where the, i'm going to give you the coach answer because it kind of depends on where the ball's at if we were down towards the goal well, line, we'll say we're at the 20 sort of, let's put you at the 20 at, coach Let's wow. put you at the 20 going in. Well, well, see, I'm the defensive coordinator. I never called our offense, but I would. it would be some sort of run-pass <laughs> option. You know, because he, he, okay. he's a kid that had a great nose for the first down line, for, you know, great nose for the goal line. And I would have done something to give him a chance to do one, you know, not just put – you know, not throw a fade and throw it to the corner of the end zone. I, you know, you, then you have to trust the receiver's going to catch it. I'd want the ball in Justin's hands. I know that. <laughs> Well, Buck, I thought there's some good stories there. You know, you talk about adversity. What adversity have you faced? You know, coming back from the broken leg. Um, and I thought talking about how Herbert had evolved during his time there in high school as a leader. I thought those are two things that jumped out to me. Yeah, look, I, I think he's come a long way. And I think the fact that he has grown into being a better leader speaks volumes about his maturity. And it... Look, he three sports stand out. A guy who has all always been probably the best athlete on the field in everything that he's done. Um, he's had to kind of learn and 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 grow from some of that football adversity, and I think that has made him a better player. I think it made him a better player, particularly his final season at Oregon. I think it's going to make him a really good player down the line. But I do believe his high school coach, his football coach, shed a little light on that competitiveness and how he has grown 
as a leader. I think that's really, really important. I agree. Um, you know, look, it's kind of a trend line. You're trying to follow that trend line, not only as a player, but as a person, as a leader, all those things. And I think that trend line is, is heading in the right direction for Justin Herbert. Uh, all right, let's go back and talk to another high school coach, uh, although not on the football field. I had a chance to, to visit with Daniel Clark, uh, who was Justin Herbert's high school basketball coach and, and quite an interesting chat. Well, Coach, thanks so much for, for taking some time with us today. Uh, I guess my first question would be, what was the first time you saw Justin uh, on the basketball court, and what were your impressions? Well, I actually got to see Justin when he was uh, younger in middle school uh, playing because his older brother, uh, Mitch, played for us here. And uh, so I was always checking in on the, the younger crew when they were playing. And so I got to see him in seventh and eighth grade. And even then, you know, he was, uh, you could see he was a real fluid, smooth athlete. Uh, competitor on the floor um, and just you know he had that uh, that body that moved that you're like this guy's gonna have something special for him uh, later on athletically now now uh, what position did he play for you guys and give us kind of a, a scouting report a little breakdown on what was his uh, what's his strength and weaknesses as a basketball player when he was younger as a sophomore he ended up uh, getting moved up to starting on varsity and at that time he's playing more of like a forward spot for us and then the next couple years, though, he ended up being our center. Uh, obviously, he's, he's got that height and that uh, size and strength, so that was a natural spot for him with us. But uh, <clears throat> he was real, real bouncy around the rim, you know, finished a lot of shots inside, got a lot of rebounds and putbacks. Uh, our guys did a really good job driving and just throwing it up high for him to go get. Uh, his strengths, uh, obviously, with like, would just be you know being able to finish around the rim and all that uh weaknesses you know he wasn't a super adept three-point shooter but something he certainly got better (laughs) at and he seemed to take ones when we needed them and would make them you know he didn't take he didn't take a bunch but the ones that he did take and make were really impactful are there any basketball stories about him that, that you recall that, that stand out to you uh, over his career there, just that, uh, that tell us maybe a little bit more about him as a person as well as a player? One of them is he's a super competitive guy. He, he, I think, hates losing as much as he loves winning. And so anytime that we'd scrimmage in practice and we were trying to keep the teams fair, I'd have to stack the other team, whatever team he wasn't on, just to try to keep it, keep it close, you know. Um, and somehow his team would still end up winning most of the time. So that, that was something. Um, he's just a tough kid overall. He took an incredible fall in a game uh, his junior year. Uh, got flipped onto his head, and it was a real scary deal where uh, he had uh, uh, a real bad concussion. And just to see him come back from that and keep fighting and playing that, that season and the next season was, was really impressive. I mean, it was, it was a bigger hit than he's probably ever taken in football. And uh, it was a scary deal at the time. I know it was scary for him, but for him to come back and, and, and keep competing when he was cleared and then can fight the next, the next year was, was pretty special to see in my book. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, we had a chance to talk to the football coach, and he told us about, um, you know, kind of the nasty leg injury that he suffered his junior year, which cost him the rest of that football season, but said he was back, you know, on the basketball team actually playing in games before the end of the year. Uh, what was it like uh, with him during that time where you're trying to rehab and get back to competing athletically, and, and uh, what did that kind of tell you about him as a competitor going through that process? Well, he didn't miss any of our practices. You know, he was a he was there on the sidelines supporting his teammates, uh, encouraging them and uh, learning what he needed to learn uh, for the playbook and, and what we were doing that year. So he was ready to go when he was, you know, cleared uh, medically. And uh, once he got his conditioning up, you know, he, he helped us that, that season. So. No, that, that's fantastic. I'll hit you with one more, then I'll let you run here. Uh, okay. we, we see kind of the quiet side from the outside with, with Justin Herbert. Um, does he have – I've heard he has kind of a sneaky sense of humor. Uh, what, what can you tell us about Justin Herbert, the personality that maybe we don't see as much from the outside? Like, he's that guy that's going to be super loyal friend to, to, to people that uh, he gets close with. And uh, he – does have that quiet, sneaky sense of humor where he'll rally guys up and something will happen and, and you'll, he's the last one you expected to be the ringleader of it, you know? Uh, but they'll, they'll, those guys cracked me up, especially his senior year. He had some really good friends 
uh, close group of kids on the team. And uh, he was often the ringleader of many of the jokes and, and pranks that those guys were pulling. Well, Buck, I, I thought this was it was good to catch up with Coach Clark and see a little bit of that other side of him, trying to really pull it out of him about the competitiveness of Justin Herbert. And I thought that came out when he was discussing the scrimmages they used to have and uh, trying to stack the teams to uh, to really make Justin Herbert work. And uh, he responded quite well to it. Yeah, you like that. Uh, DJ, we talked about um, ultimately when you're deciding on quarterbacks, if we made it a pickup basketball game, it's the guy that always finds a way to stay on the court no matter what you give him. And I think the story talks about a little bit about Justin Herbert's ability to elevate the people around him regardless of what their talents are. And ultimately, in a franchise quarterback, that's what you want. Someone that can elevate the supporting cast, elevate the people around him. I think Justin Herbert has that, and I think he was kind of demonstrated in that story that uh, Coach Carter Yeah, he's not a very demonstrative, emotional guy, but there is a competitiveness uh, to him, which is something we were out to uh, to learn more about. I think we've done that through these interviews. Um, another great conversation I had was with the strength coach up there at Oregon in Aaron Feld. Now, if you've ever watched Oregon football over the last couple years, you've seen this guy on the sidelines with the Raleigh Fingers handlebar mustache. That is Aaron Feld, who is the, who's their strength coach, who has done a wonderful job of making Oregon, say, the most physical team on the West Coast. Uh, deserves a lot of credit for that. He came from the SEC had been at Georgia previously um, and, and came to Oregon and, and brought kind of that SEC style of, of training uh, to the West Coast. And they've built a very competitive physical offensive line, and they've also built a very competitive uh, and powerfully strong quarterback in Justin Herbert. So I wanted to catch up with him and, and learn a little bit more about his experience with the Oregon QB. All right, Coach, thanks so much for taking some time for us uh, today. I, I guess my first question would be, um, what was your first experience uh, being around Justin Herbert, and what were your first impressions of the quarterback? Well, um, for the most part, and everybody knows this about Justin, he's, he's a kind of a quiet guy, um, and so uh, he's, he's hard to read at first. Um, but it, it's not necessarily, um, you know, it's not a bad thing to me. You know, he, he doesn't give away uh, what he's thinking uh, easily. And so when he does speak and when he does uh, communicate with you, it, it's, it's extremely genuine, uh, usually very insightful, uh, and, and he doesn't waste words. So, you know, um, the level of just uh, attention to detail, focus, and respect that he brings to the weight room and the, and the game of football all the time uh, is second to none. Well, coaches, as a quarterback who our strength coach at App State used to refer to as a pencil neck uh, quarterback who had to be pulled into the weight room, everything I hear about Justin is that he's embraced the weight room and really attacks it once he get, gets in there. Uh, just kind of speak to his work ethic once he, uh, he's around you there in the weight room. Well, we talk about all the time um, our, our program is not based on effort. It's a performance-based uh, performance culture, uh, and, and with that comes uh, hard work must be automatic. Uh, and, and Justin absolutely um, embodies that, that concept of that culture. Um, he brings 100% effort and intensity to whatever task that he's um, completing at the time. Uh, and it's, it's actually, I mean, it's pretty significant. It's pretty um, unbelievable, uh, the work ethic that he has, the consistency that he brings. Um, and he's one of the, the best lifters that we had on the team. Uh, he's very proficient with the Olympic lifts. Um, he's very proficient with everything. I mean, honestly, I spent more time holding him back uh, to make sure he was ready for football um, than, than I did encouraging him to, to go hard. How do you balance that with that position at the quarterback position between getting your work in, getting physically stronger, which obviously is going to benefit you in a multitude of ways, but also remaining you know, elastic and being able to be a little bit loose as a thrower? Well, I mean, the biggest thing is one, understanding um, the expectations, the physical expectations of a quarterback. Um, and, and two, you have to understand, as you know, as a strength coach, um, weight room, the weight room is not the most important part of, of football. Uh, football is, you know, if you want to get better at playing football, you go play football. If you want to get better at golf, you go play golf. If you want to get better at being a quarterback, go play quarterback. So um, we don't want to do anything in the weight room that's going to take away from uh, drill work technique. We don't want them to be sore to the point where they, they struggle with their throwing mechanics or anything like that. Uh, and we definitely don't want to do anything in the weight room that's going to interfere with their throwing mechanics. Um, so we don't practice any kind of movements that simulate throwing the football, but we do train all of those systems 
uh, from anti-rotation to um, posterior and anterior rotator cuff uh, strength, stability, uh, and mobility. And so, you know, within our workout, our normal workout, we have um, some some quarterback specific things that we may uh, supplement, uh, add into the workout, and also some things that we might actually do differently that the rest of the team's doing. Coach, I know a lot of weight rooms around the country, you know, they'll put guys in different groups and they're the kind of competition as you're going through the offseason. I, I don't know the way that, that you guys do it up there at Oregon, but just in terms of the competitiveness, um, is there a story or an example uh, of Justin's competitiveness? We see it out there on the field, but maybe how it's translated off the field in, 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 your, in your realm? <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we, we hit heavy singles that la- uh, the last few weeks of summer training before we started camp. And, uh, you know, I, I, uh, max effort power clean is not something that I'm interested in seeing from a quarterback because at the end of the day, that one rep, that one rep max may, may or may not make, I mean, it's not going to make that quarterback a better quarterback uh, per se, but you know, if he jams his wrist or tweaks his back, or whatever, now you're, you're looking at an issue, uh, you know, a, 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 a position that's not known for contact, you know, obviously like you're going to take some hits occasionally, but the, the goal is typically to avoid it. Well, the reason we power clean is to, prepare our bodies for that contact, for that impact. Uh, and so that's not something that I'm, I'm 100% dead set on seeing out of a quarterback. Uh, so I say, hey, let's stay light today. Let's go 275, 285, whatever. Next thing I look up, you know, he's got 325 on the bar uh, and he's, he's, you know, crushing his last rep. And so, I, you know, I'm coming down from the other end of the weight room and he just, he wants to do what everyone else is doing. He doesn't want to be treated different. He doesn't want to be treated like he's special. He just wants to compete with his teammates and earn his spot, uh, you know, on the team as a leader through through the work that he puts in coach he's got that huge frame uh and talking to him previously i know at some point in time he's he's been up in the in the mid to high 240s uh the senior bowl he really really leaned out i think he was right around 221 222 around there what what did you guys give him as a target weight and where do you think he's best uh, suited to play at the next level in terms of, of the weight well uh, i tried to get him as heavy as i could uh, i wanted to see what he looked like at 245 250 because he's got the frame for it um he didn't particularly like being that heavy, um, and I don't blame him. He moved really well at 235, which is kind of where he hovered throughout the season. Um, but we we have a we have a, um, a a kind of a system that we use for for body weights. It's not not necessarily we do we use prototypes of people from the position, but really it's where do you play the best? Uh, and for everybody that's different, for every position that's different. So uh, him being comfortable and and feeling good moving side to side, um, you know that was important to us. Uh, and so, you know, 235 was a great weight for him. But at the end of the day, whatever he gets comfortable with, I mean, he's got the frame to hold as, he- I mean, as heavy as you, as you want him. Um, you know, he can he can go either direction. Coach, we, we talked to his, his high school football coach and talked about some of his exploits in other sports, talking about basketball, baseball. Um, you had a chance to see him dabble at all in the basketball court, just kind of what, what type of athleticism we're dealing with here with Herbert? <sighs> I would have I would have hid my face. Um, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of seeing football guys on a basketball court. So I've heard stories of of, of a tournament that happened with with him and uh, Sabrina Ionescu and and some of these uh, some of these other basketball players. And that that's something that um, I've heard about it, but I, I don't want to see it. So um, I'm sure that he can play whatever sport that he wants to play. <laughs> Yeah, Buck, you get a chance to hear Coach Feld. Um, look, I, I never – I don't really get into quarterbacks, how much they lift, and are they you know, weight room junkies. I mean, it, to me, it shows you that the guy's working hard, which I love. You don't want these guys to get too, uh, too bulked up and too stiff. We've seen that with a couple players over the years. But I did think just this kid is competitive, and that showed in the story where he mentioned, you know, look, hey, you try and dial this guy back, it's very difficult to do because he wants to get after it in there. I mean, DJ, just think about how much he has changed physically from the time that we first met him a few years ago at Pac-12 Media Day. He came up to us. He sat down across from us. He was kind of a scrawny, skinny kid. And by the last time that we saw him, he was completely filled out, broad shoulders, big chest, sturdy arms, and I think we've seen that in his play. He plays uh, with a force um, that suggests that he lifts weight, he puts time in the weight room. And so you can tell that he has put the time in, he's put the work in, and it has changed his body. And I think it has also given him more confidence when it comes to being an athletic playmaker on the perimeter. Yeah, he's, his confidence, again, I keep coming back to it. It's not something that you're going to see 
the confidence and competitiveness, some, not something he wears on his sleeve. I think that's kind of the theme from all these conversations. It's there, uh, but it's just not, it's not out. And you don't really, if you don't know him, um, you don't know him. I mean, you got to get a chance to talk to people around him to, to figure him out because he's not going to give you a lot from the outside. Uh, who would know him better than his roommate, Buck? I don't know if there's anybody out there that does. Uh, Brady Aiello, teammate, offensive lineman there for the Oregon Ducks, also happens to be Justin Herbert's roommate. And it was a joy uh, to catch up and learn a little bit more about Justin Herbert from uh, a guy that should know him quite well and sharing a room. I guess my first question for you uh, would be, you step on that Oregon campus for the first time. Uh, when, how, when did you come in contact with Justin Herbert, and how did you guys develop the relationship that you have now? You know, right when he got on campus during that summer, everyone kind of felt his presence. And honestly, no one really expected that. Um, he was a, a smaller guy, not you know physically, but, you know, didn't have that, that many offers uh, coming in. And he honestly came in that summer, started throwing with the ones, and he just kind of tore it up. So... We kind of knew that he was a special kid right away, and and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was just awesome to see what he's really turned into. What was it like when he first got onto the field? You know, once the game started, he, he ended up playing a little bit earlier than, than people anticipated. Uh, once he got onto that mm-hmm. field and kind of showed what he could do in game action, uh, what was the reaction from you and your teammates? His presence was definitely felt right away. Um, I mean, he you could just tell he was a special kid. He definitely just clicks on all cylinders and he, you know, he could, he could throw the ball, he could run the ball and, and, you know, the rest of that season really, it didn't pan out the way we wanted it to as a, you know, as a team, but I think we definitely saw how bright of a future Justin was going to have. I want to go fast forward a little bit to this, uh, the summer coming into this past season. Um, you guys, you know, bring a lot of players back, obviously a lot of experience along your offensive line there. But he's the he's the captain of the ship, and then to go from where you guys were in eighteen, what what took place in the off season in the summer, and what was said between you guys that led to such a, a huge year this year with you guys capping off in the Rose Bowl? We needed the quarterback who was gonna you know man the ship, who was gonna control everything, and you know Justin really worked on that, and Justin really did that really well during that summer. And, and I definitely think that that was a huge part of our success. Is there a story with him, you know, because he seems so quiet to us on the outside and we talk to, to teammates like yourself and other coaches and they'll tell you he's got um, he's got it in him and he'll 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 be a little bit more vocal when he's around his guys. Was there was there a moment in a game? I know you guys had some come from behind wins this year um, on the sideline where maybe he gathered some some guys together and, and gave you guys some. Uh, uh, some words there to try and get you guys ready to roll because I found you, yourself in some some tough spots this year and had some nice comeback wins. What was his presence like in those moments? That's typically the the whole narrative of Justin that he's kind of quiet. But I, you know, being a teammate, I never really saw that. You know, there, there were a couple times during the season where if a wide if a wide receiver ran the wrong route, he would you know definitely let him know he was going to let him know because they definitely cost us a drive, maybe cost us a game. So, and I mean, like you saw during the Senior Bowl, I mean, this kid was you know happy to be there. All the teammates at the Senior Bowl loved playing with him, and you know you saw him celebrating in, in the end zone with with the guys. So, I mean, Justin, he's definitely come a long ways, you know, vocally and. You know, I definitely think that that's going to help him in the future, for sure. Probably the most important question, Brady, um, as a roommate, I mean, is he a slob? Is he sloppy? Is he neat and tidy? Like, what, what are we getting here with a roommate <laughs> and Justin Herbert? Justin is, you know, he is he is a straight-edge dude. I mean, he, he keeps everything tight. I mean, obviously, you hear about his academics. He's, you know, over a 4-0 academic guy. You don't get a sloppy dude when you get a, over 4-0. So, you know, he's <laughs> definitely the most organized kid I've ever seen. I wish I was more organized like him. I mean, he you walk in, you got everything just like tucked away, labeled off. It, yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing. So, oh, yeah, I would not label him a slot at all. Buck, not a uh, not a surprise. I teased it at the top, but if you were going to guess Justin Herbert's sloppy roommate, uh, neat freak, I definitely think we all would have said neat freak. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you you can just kind of tell by the way he goes about his business that he's kind of detailed. Dots every eye, crosses every T. But that's what you expect of your quarterback. I would rather find out that my quarterback is a guy that is a little um, high-strung about the way that he likes things done, that he, he believes in order and organization and discipline and details because that's how I want him to perform. I want him to understand that. But it is a little funny uh, when your, your roommates are able to kind of shed light on how you really are away from the lights. Uh, Justin Herbert is a bit of a neat freak. That's, that's kind of funny. 
Yeah, I, look, in my CEO, I'd rather have him be too organized uh, than have somebody be disheveled. So I'm okay with that. Uh, <laughs> that was uh, good to catch up there with his roommate. All right, Buck, we've talked to a lot of people that know Justin Herbert. Now it's time to talk to Justin Herbert. We had a chance to visit with him uh, just a few weeks back at the Oregon Pro Day. Uh, he sat down with us on set, and we got a chance to uh, chop it up with Justin Herbert. Here's that conversation. It's been quite the marathon for you. Obviously, you finish up the regular season, you go to the Senior Bowl, then you have the Combine, then you have your Pro Day. What were some of the things you wanted to show along the way? I just wanted to be myself. I wanted to go out there and have fun, compete, um, and get better. And it, there's so much that I can, I can do to get better. And um, I just wanted to give teams an act actual representation of myself and go out there and have fun. We saw the ball jump off your hand. Not a surprise today. We see it every time we see you throw. I thought there was improvements footwork-wise, even from what we saw at the Combine uh, to what we saw today. What, what have you and John Beck been working on? A whole lot. Like I said, the, the, these past three months are the first time I've ever taken a snap from under center. And, um, so it's something I've got to work on and, and the deep ball and just some mechanics that I, I, I never had fixed, um, never had a, a quarterback coach like that. So um, just a lot of things that I can learn and, and pick up on. You know, in thinking about that, we, we made the comment that it seems like you're very, very comfortable dealing with play action, throwing off play action, throwing in rhythm. How comfortable are you when it comes to throwing off play action with the ball fakes and the like? I, I really enjoyed our play action stuff that we ran at the University of Oregon. Uh, we emphasize that a lot, and um, I've always felt really comfortable with it and the guys that we've had running the route. So um, I've really enjoyed doing that at, at Oregon. How has the process been leading up to the pro day? I know as teams come in here, they try and get you for meetings and spend some time with you. Uh, take us a little bit behind the scenes there. What goes on? I think people think you just come here and throw it a pro day. It's a lot more than that over the last few days. Yeah, it's, uh, I, didn't, I didn't know about that. So it's, <laughs> it's something I've had to figure out. And uh, they just want to get to know you. They want to get to know all about you, what you do off the field, um, how you're going to handle yourself on the field. So it's um, a lot of meetings, a lot of time spent with people and uh, getting to, to know a lot of people. You don't have to tell us the teams that you met with, but did one of them have a fish on the side of the helmet <laughs> at all? Potentially. Potentially. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going to take that as, as a yes. All right, so now this is a little, little bit up in the air right now with, with what's going on with this whole process. Do you have any idea what the future holds for you as we go from here towards the draft? Um, I'm going to be training, getting better, uh, weightlifting, running, uh, and that's, that's about all I know at, at this point. You know, it's, it's interesting because a lot of the things that take place during this process go behind the scenes, the interviews, meeting one-on-one -on -one with, with uh, teams and executives. How has that part of the process been for you? It's been a lot of fun. It's been a learning experience, and it's something that I, I didn't know about going into this, and so it's um, a, a chance for me to go live an experience that I've always wanted to do, and I've always wanted to play quarterback and play football for as long as I can, and um, not a whole lot of people get to go through this, so it's, it's been fun, and um, I've done my best to just get better every day and, and to always do my best. Is there anybody you've, you've paid attention to at the NFL level um, that you've looked at and said, okay, this is, a, this is a path for me to follow here going forward? Is there a player you've looked at in that, in that regard? Um, I think Marcus Mariota is one of those guys that I've always looked up to, especially with him being from Oregon, and um, I think he's su such a great human being, he's such a great football player, and uh, the way he handles himself on and off the football field is is something I really look up to. You know, it's funny that you mentioned Marcus because there's some people who talk about maybe your reserve demeanor. Um, when you've had meetings with, with teams, has that come up about maybe kind of a quiet, non-demonstrative style? Yeah, that's, that's always a question that comes up, but I, I don't know if it's very accurate. I think uh, you ask a lot of the guys around here, around the facility, they'll tell you otherwise, and um, I feel comfortable saying that I'm not as introverted as everyone thinks I am, and um, I love to talk, and unfortunately, I'll talk too much sometimes. <laughs> you don't stop me. We had a chance to, to talk with your roommate the other day, and uh, what, first of all, he said you're very clean and very tidy. He said mm -hmm. you did a nice job, and I'm getting the sense maybe he's not. Is that, first of all, can you tell me that's a no, fact? He does a good job. I mean, okay. he does Offensive lineman, man. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be careful it's, there. Yeah. But what he said, and, and, and a little bit what Bucky's talking about, you know, I think from the outside people say, okay, this guy's reserved, but I hear you've got like a real sneaky good sense of humor. Um, so what, what don't people know that, that aren't around you? you? Talk to your roommate, talk to the coaches here. They said this guy's actually one of the funniest guys on the team. I would say I'm pretty goofy. I don't know if it's funny. I think it's kind of weird sometimes. And, um, you know, I'm, I, I just think it's, it's, it's funny to be around these guys. And um, I talk a lot more than everyone thinks I do. And um, I'm not as shy and reserved. And I am neat, though. I, I do take care of my room. Yeah, he but, said uh, you like label. We have labeling oh, going on inside the labels. room. Not quiet, not quiet. Okay, that's, he was getting <laughs> a little more that's, that's extra. But. Yeah. So, look, you played three sports in high school. Basketball and baseball were also um, sports that you dabbled in. How did those sports help you when it comes to playing quarterback? Competition. You're, you're out there competing, you're getting better, and uh, there's a lot of footwork, hand-eye coordination about basketball and baseball that um, you know, I don't think you get just by specializing in football. So being out there competing with the guys and uh, learning to be a competitor is, was huge for me. Last question for you, I appreciate your time. I know when these teams meet with you, a lot of times they'll, they'll say, hey, what, you know, what, what separates you from this group? What, what separates you and makes you the best quarterback in this draft? 
Um, I, I haven't spent too much time comparing myself to the other quarterbacks, uh, but I do feel comfortable saying that I, I've got a good arm. I've, I pr pride myself on preparation. I do my best to always uh, go into a game knowing exactly what they're doing, what we're going to do. And um, I've always really enjoyed playing quarterback, competing, and being leader. And uh, these are all things that I feel really comfortable answering. Last thing here before I let you go. I, I lied. One more question. David Lee, the quarterback coach of the Dolphins, came over and said something to you before you went and uncorked a couple of those deep balls. What did he say to you? Uh, he asked me what yard line I think he should stand on, and, and he said he was going to stand on the 50. And I, I kind of chuckled because I, I thought I thought I was going to throw it farther than that. And, um, we kind of both laughed at that. Yeah, you got 14 more yards than yeah. at, at the 50 there. Buck, I thought it was a, I thought it was a solid pro day performance, and I thought uh, we got to see a little bit more of a comfortable version of Justin Herbert in this visit. Somebody that we we visited with several times at Pac-12 Media Days. Uh, we visited him. Gosh, we saw him at the uh, Senior Bowl. We visited him with him at the Combine. So I think you're starting to see him get a little bit comfortable with us, and we're starting to get a chance to really get to know Justin Herbert and see that personality come out a little bit. Yeah, I think he's he's finally beginning to kind of let himself go, like to kind of come out and and let his personality shine and let us kind of get a feel for who he is and what he is and what he's about. Um, I, I, I think he is such a guy that wants to kind of please everybody that sometimes he, he's – a little scared or reluctant to let us kind of peek behind the curtain. But I think when you peek behind the curtain, you finally get him to relax or whatever. You really like the kid. And you and I have talked about ultimately in the evaluation business, a lot of it comes down to, do you trust the guy that sits across from you? And I trust that Justin Herbert is going to do the things that he's supposed to do to put himself in a position to be the best player that he can be. If he does that, he's going to win a lot of games. It's just a matter of doing it. Yeah, I think, look, as with all these guys, it comes down to fit. you got to find the right spot for him, the right fit for him. So when you look around at some of these teams and some of these options, Buck, I guess the first uh, options you, you probably start there uh, at five and six would be the obvious ones um, under the assumption that Joe Burrow is going to go one to Cincinnati. Um, although, hey, we've been surprised in the past. You know, we didn't think Baker Mayfield was going to be the first overall pick. We thought that was going to be Sam Darnold. So uh, maybe we, we shouldn't be so quick to rule out the Cincinnati Bengals. But by all signs, it looks like they will go with Joe Burrow. So now you get to five, which is the Miami Dolphins, six, the Los Angeles Chargers, potentially seven, I would say, with Carolina. Although I think with Teddy Bridgewater, that likely rules them out. And then you start getting into... Uh, you know, the uh, the Oakland Raiders, who, again, with Marcus Mariota, does that remove them from the list? Um, 13 is now the 49ers instead of the Colts. So cross that one off. And then uh, you've got 14 with Tampa with Tom Brady. I don't know that they're going to go quarterback. So I think the best hope for Justin Herbert is, uh, is to go with either that fifth or sixth pick. Um, and if not there, um, who knows? Maybe we see a little bit of a slide, Buck. Yeah, I think the way that it's going, the way the musical chairs have played out with the quarterbacks, he's go he is either going really early, as you talked about, within the first six picks, or he may not go into the 20s. The team to keep an eye on, in my mind, would be the New England Patriots, only because his maturity, um, his combination of athleticism and arm talent would appear to kind of fit what they like. And even though they have Jared Stidham, I just would keep an eye on the Patriots and him because it seems like a bit of a, a, a matchup based on his intelligence, his athleticism, his instincts and the way that he plays and the way that the New England Patriots have played and drafted quarterbacks in the past. Well, I think to kind of sum this thing up here, you know, we can debate on what Justin Herbert's going to be at the next level. Um, you know, what's the right fit for him, this, that, and the other. One thing that I've learned through this process, talking to all these people, you're getting a professional. You're getting somebody that's going to be serious-minded, that's going to, you know, he's going to be smart enough to swallow the playbook in, in very short order. You're not going to worry about him off the field. You're getting a responsible human being, Buck, who's going to put all the work in. Um, it's just a matter of then getting him to the right spot and, uh, and hope for the best that he can be successful. But you, you definitely leave this podcast feeling comfortable about Justin Herbert, the human being. Uh, without question, you feel good about him uh, representing the franchise as the de facto CEO. He's the face of the franchise. He's going to take care of uh, the franchise and protect it with his actions on and off the field. And at the end of the day, man, I think he's a really, really good player. Um, is he uh, a tier one player in this class? I'm not necessarily ready to consider him that, but I do believe right situation. He can win a ton of games, and I think he can be a winner as a starting quarterback. I echo those comments. Um, well, this is the first of our three 360 episodes that we are going to produce and get to you before the NFL draft. This one, 
followed by Joe Burrow. That's going to be released on April 9th. On April 16th, we'll have Alabama's Tua Tungavailoa uh, on the 16th. So we got a couple more of these 360 episodes coming your way. I hope you have enjoyed these. Um, if this is the first time you've uh, found us with the Move the Sticks podcast, uh, I'd encourage you to, to download and subscribe, and, and we'll keep you covered with all the information as it pertains to the NFL draft as well as the NFL and college football seasons in the fall. So uh, you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you uh, listen to podcasts, you can find the Move the Sticks podcast. So we do appreciate you checking us out. I want to give a special thank you uh, to Arjuna, to Nabil, to Mark, um, to uh, David Singer, who's helped provide us these wonderful guests. Uh, John Rydell's helped us as we've tried to navigate some of the complications here uh, with being home and being outside the studio. So we have a great team on Move the Sticks. I want to thank all those guys for all their work. Uh, That's going to do it for us. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you next time right here on Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.